Welcome to A Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode of our Brave Noise interview series, we're joined by Kate from Hambruco and Pip from The Coven, who dare to be brave and make noise about their Brave Noise brew. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer and making a brave noise. Come join us. Privileged to have the wonderful Kate from Hambrew Co. And back with us once again, we have the lovely Pip from the Coven. Hello, ladies. Hey, Hi, yeah. Thanks Thank for having for joining us. us. Of course, we are happy to have you guys on all the time, anytime, whenever you would like to. Um, yes, so, in case people, always here. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, I mean, Emma's slapping Emma's a been, little bit. Yeah, Emma's been rivaled now. So. She has like. Pip's appearances are getting up there now. She's going to have to come back. Are they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with recurrences. Oh, well, they're two of my favourite people, so I'm kind of okay right. with kind of keeping not... that company. <laughs> we're, not, we're not mad at it. Like... Not mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in case people aren't sure, um, Kate, tell us who you are, where you're from, why are we here today? Uh, tell us a little bit background on what's happening, please. Okay, sure. Uh, I'm Kate. I'm the head brewer at Hand Co, which is a small but perfectly formed brewery down at the south coast in Worthing. We started in Brighton about seven years ago uh, in a very, very small uh, tower brewery, gravity-fed tower brewery uh, in the roof of a little pub called the Hand in Hand, um, which is honestly one of the most gorgeous little pubs you'll ever have been into in your life. Uh, it's been on that spot for about 200 years. And, uh, you know, there's, there's locals who tell stories about being born in the, in the roof. And, like, it's, it's absolutely the most gorgeous, wonky little corner of the world. And uh, about 30-odd years ago, they had a rather jaunty landlord who... I think was one of the founding members of Tamra or was very, very uh, heavily involved in the beginnings of Tamra. And he decided he quite fancied making his own beers. And I think he just pretty much took the roof off. I don't know how we got those tanks in there any other way. It's the most, it's, it's the most bizarre, amazing setup ever. When I was yeah. at day, Kate very, very graciously showed us around and it's, it's bizarre. It has to be seen. Go visit. Yeah, it's it's quite a unique space. It's it's literally nestled in the girders, about yeah. four floors up, in this very very narrow, tall building with like a Dutch gable roof, like one block back from the sea. Wow. And um, it's uh, it's it's full of personality. And by that, if there's any brewers listening, they'll know exactly what I mean. It, everything goes wrong, and it, the joy of brewing there is just constantly figuring out the problem, solving it. Oh, the pumps feeds the entire building. I've just got to have to figure that one out because I've already mashed it and I can't waste the grain. And um, there's a lot of that, and it's and it's adorable, and uh, it makes really good beer. And uh, and for a really really long time, we were making really good beer just in that little brewery, uh, just for the pub. And uh, over time, that expanded, and uh, they started. This is before I joined the company. Uh, before I moved to England, and uh, they were. Um, yeah, having to cuckoo brew. Jack, who started the company, started the brewery, was having to cuckoo brew just to keep people at the pub happy. And then other pubs were asking for it locally. And and uh, Jen, who was running the, the the brew pub, the pub, 
the landlady of the hand in hand, she was like out kind of like selling on a Sunday, like sitting in the pub with a glass of wine going, oh, I'll buy our beer. And like before long, we were just like, oh, we, we needed a proper brewery and um, a bigger brewery, not a proper brewery. The first one was a proper brewery. And um, and yeah, I think uh, February 2020, if anyone remembers February 2020, really good time to get the keys to uh, yeah. oh, 6,000 square foot brewing. <laughs> I was just I was just about to be like, oh no. Uh, yeah, February twenty twenty. Yeah. Well it, as of February nothing was really going. I mean it was it exactly. was okay at that point. Um, yeah. Nobody knew. Um yeah, I mean like weirdly it worked out incredibly well because I think we had some stock so like the few people that were doing, you know, kind of milk bottles out the window, which and that includes Jen. That's how I got involved in the company. I lived around the corner and I was self-employed and I just was like, I'll help. And we were just selling milk bottles of beer out the window um, for like eight hours a day. And there was queues around the corner. It was gorgeous. It was absolutely stunning. And, um, and um, yeah, and Jack, meanwhile, who, as I said, started the brewery, our original head brewer, uh, was um, like, great. Okay, cool. I guess I, I don't have production to worry about. And so he got to spend, you know, nine months thinking about floors, <laughs> which is the most important thing to think about when you're installing a brewery. Like it really, it, is. <laughs> it really is. Uh, so it kind of weirdly worked out quite well. And I think our first brew was October 2020, just oh, before the next lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I joined the team brewing in September 2020, um, and sort of like helped with the installation and the and the setup and the and the process development there. And then um, May, I became production manager, which I have to be completely honest was a battlefield promotion. I was I was about the only viable option, <laughs> and, um, and uh, there were some very scary moments. But I'm glad to say I think I rose to the challenge, and now I'm the head brewer. And there's actually people working under me because when I was the production manager, I was it was just me, and it was a very nominal title. <laughs> well, that's it. You got you got more challenges under your belt and more yeah, experience, yeah. and and I think sometimes we can all be better for the challenges and the experience. Oh, so I think I think that moment of sink or swim, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so that's that's Hambruco. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say definitely swimming. I I guess Pip for anyone that somehow missed out on any of the other episodes that you're in which is a shame on them and they shouldn't have and we know that they haven't but just in case this is the first episode where they've where they've managed to find us could you give a brief intro to who you are and and to the covenant yeah i'm pip and i run uh something called the coven which is basically just like a little collective of um folks who love beer but find um, it challenging to enter the industry either as a drinker or as a worker or um, just want to sit in this nice safe space and um, drink and chat about beer. We um, provide training for wellness officers, which is a little role I curated to assist at beer festivals. Um, We do first aid and mental health first aid training um, so we can be on hand if there's anything that goes awry. And we also help in before and afterwards as well. So if there's a if if there is any aftercare or any learning that can be enacted or if we want to do maybe some site visits beforehand and look at some uh, areas of concern or if we can just liaise with um, 
uh, the staff on a sort of more of a consulting level, we do that as well. Um, and then, um, yeah, I just sort of insert myself into little projects, uh, which is why I've managed to be on your podcast a couple of times, um, <laughs> doing some collabs. That's generally how we do our fundraising to get our staff trained. And then also just um, so we can kind of keep our finger on the pulse, really, of what's going on in beer and um, make friends and generally vibe. So, yeah, lots of dancing and lots of beer drinking. So, you know, and good time. you make have, really <laughs> you make wicked merch as well. Like I've got the amount of yeah. compliments anytime I'm wearing like <laughs> Coven, Coven T-shirt, Coven hoodie, like people love it. I have gone to other parts of the world and had compliments on we my are, merch. And I'm like, we, showing off. We have. yes, we do. We do need to do uh, some more merch. Yeah, we've been a bit recently, so uh yeah, I'll, I'll do something just for you and I'll make it purple. Joe, as well. Ah, yes. <laughs> she's in waiting for the purple. I'm very happy with the pink and she's the pink and the black and she's waiting for I the mean, purple. I've got pink, green and black merch from, <laughs> from uh, the coven. My my coven wardrobe expands every time. So Yeah, you're, um, uh, you definitely are the best ambassadors. So thank you very much. For your thank you. <laughs> All a good cause. Uh, we are here to talk about brave noise once again we just some people here. think we're done we're not still done. making a noise everybody we're not no. done and yeah. i hope we i hope this isn't the last either i hope it keeps going Wee. oh yeah <laughs> yep um so we all right so i think we've all opened ours pippa's just pouring hers as we speak i was trying to find the right um, moment because i didn't want to make that yeah. noise but <laughs> no, it's good. no i find it's great it's, i like to think of it as brewery asmr yeah uh, it's probably one of my favorite things so let you know have oh, at I love it. That, brewery. especially the pouring the pouring noise i've been Ooh. trying to get people to get on brewery asmr for Cheers. quite a long time yeah. i've spoken to many people no one will take me up on it but you know maybe i someday. hate asmr i hate it i'm, <laughs> I'm new over it depends it depends on the noises certain noises i'm like yes like the pouring of the drink into it. i'm like oh yes i'll have that other noises i'm like no that is just loud <laughs> that is loud the same. some of them it's the nice visual asmr that's what i like yes. uh but anyways we're here for that uh new england ipa so yeah. i guess really I, I've had it before. We'll talk about when I've had it before already. So I know it tastes amazing and I want to get into it. Joe hasn't had it. No. Um, shall we talk about sort of any variances you might have taken from the original recipe? Like talk us through this recipe, uh, what's in it, what taster notes we should get and then we can enjoy it. Uh, heaps of variants, to be honest with you. Uh, I think the original recipe is, is uh, American Pale Ale and um, we did a New England IPA. And if I'm completely honest, it's because I wanted to brew a New England IPA. (laughs) And I'd seen at that point that a few people had started to diverge from the original recipe. I know that Merakai did a mild. And I kind of figured as well, which kind of links into the reason why we were so keen to do it. We we did it was kind of realizing that, you know, that the point of Brave Noise had kind of moved on from the original idea and it was about making the noise and using the brand and putting the words out there and making this wave of sound, this wall of Brave Noise. So, you know, I think we're very conscious that we live in a, a when we talk about these issues of, you know, diversity and integration in the beer industry, the people that are most interested, the people that are affected by it, it's a massive bubble. So I feel like the reason Brave Noise is such a, 
important idea and, and the original concept, I suspect, was this idea that everyone across the world was just going to do it and that, you know, dudes rolling up to their local tap room would find eight beers all for a brave noise. They'd be like, what's this about then? And they couldn't avoid it. They couldn't ignore it. And I don't think it happened that way in the end, and that's a shame. But I don't think that is a reason to not make brave noise beers. I think it's exactly the reason we should make brave noise beers. We shouldn't let the noise go. We shouldn't let the wave die. We should keep it going. And I think that's why uh, that's why it's an eager, really. I wanted to make <laughs> I wanted to make an eager, and I wanted to make a brave noise. And I thought it's more important to make a brave noise than to to conform to the rules. As it were. 100%. I mean, like, that is a rule. Well, I was a bit want. sneaky as well on the brew day, and yeah. I let it slip that Sabro is not my favourite. <gasps> it was never going to be Sabro, Pip. It was Talus. It was Talus I wanted to use. <laughs> I'm here for Talus. fruitier cousin, but it still tastes like sunscreen. So um, I, 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 I kind of um, use my charms and. Um, suggested perhaps that we use uh, Strata. So that's also another slight DV, uh, slight divergence on the end as well for the dry hop. But, um, I'm yeah. super happy with it, by the way, because I've never had it, I've never used Strata. And honestly, it's. So thank you, Brewers Select. Thank you for that. Thank um, you, Brewers Select. Simply Hops for uh, helping us out with that one as well. So mm-hmm. thanks. I think everything, just a comment on what you had just said as well about it being, it maybe not having that initial like noise of like everyone, they're rocking up and saying, oh, there's eight Mm -hmm. on there. I actually would argue that even if that was kind of what the goal they were hoping for, this approach of having it and not giving up on it, like, you know, you, we could talk about it in a minute as well. You know, you've, You've said, you know, off before we started recording that, you know, we very much have talked about this before as well, Joe, haven't we? How yeah. technically that window to apply online and do the the process that it used to be um, is very much over. And and you have written into them, talked to them about it, which is what we've encouraged people to do if they still want to do it. It's not mm-hmm. too late. It's never too late. And it and it's shown that actually you got a response and this beer is made technically after the official deadline and I think that actually is really important and and a big noise in its own a a big brave noise in its own right to be honest the fact that you're like cool well we're not going to quit we are going to keep making it we do really believe in this you're not going to hear the end of it we're not going to get tired of it because I often think that a lot of these issues it tends to be they just wait you know things die down it all it's, it's it's like a volcano it just erupts and everyone's upset and then it settles back down again and we and it's dormant and everyone goes oh yeah. it's, it's okay for now and then it erupts again i think it's really important that we just keep that eruption happening and we just keep talking about it and we just keep making noise about it so this is so incredibly important that actually this approach is almost mm. just as important as if everybody went out and made a brave noise all at once in my opinion so get off my soapbox now and, and drink this beer no, <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% on that soapbox with you you're not alone <laughs> you know you're going to get back on it in a minute anyway in so a minute I don't yeah, know why you're getting down I'm getting down because I need to hand it over to somebody else to get on it for a bit so fair master <laughs> oh, I'm smelling this beer it is absolutely beautiful all the tropical fruits love it I'm Great just going for a drink because well. it's just beautiful. Oh. Very nice for it for a Nipah. Obviously, it needs to be nice and soft and uh, pillowy because mm. the uh, 
the classic way of describing it, but now I know uh, your water treatment techniques after a little chat. Um, I love it even more. It's my favorite ingredient because I'm weird. And uh, yeah, it's um, absolutely beautiful. No wonder you make good neepers. Wonderful. <laughs> I'm, water's super important. Like People mm. underestimate the importance of water, I think, because it's, like, oh, it's just water, isn't it? No. That's oh, the hardest no. part. There's Mouth so much science in water. Flavor. Mm, completely. Yeah. Brewing, brewing processes, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Congratulations. It's, it's a triumph. Thank you. He's so Thank you very much. Involved. Well, thanks for being involved. It was, um, <laughs> it was good fun to make and it's still oh, good fun to drink. We're at, what, like blast. five months after? It's not bad. We had such a blast as well. Um, one of my wellness officers, Rach, um, we went down. Um, Hi, Rachel. Oh, Rachel's we great. We miss you. Oh, Rachel's great. And um, she, um, she, she came down with me. And uh, by the end of the night, we were all um, in the sea. Um, we had spotters <laughs> on the beach because it was midnight. But it was pretty cold. And we were in the sea in Brighton having, having a brave swim, actually. And it was blimmin' wonderful. Yes. And, uh, yeah. It was great. Eventful. My car didn't make it out of Brighton for a no. While. Oh no! And then I needed to buy a new engine. So, mm. oh, but no. it was so much fun. It was, uh, yeah, great hospitality. Got to see the um, the hands in hand pub and the crazy uh, wizard. I assume he was who put that system up there, and uh, the production site and. Uh, Went to go see Merakai because it's rude not to down in Worthing. And it, yeah, it was brilliant. And it was such a great day. And it really speaks of what I think these brews and these beers are. So we've actually, the covered has done four now, four maybe. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's the collaboration and the industry is a bit, uh, a bit of a jewel for that. It's kind of, standard to to do work with with what technically are your rivals and then to get other people brewing and to do good by brewing and to support initiatives like this and charity works and things but the actual gathering is massively important for us at the coven it's um about the the doing of it it's about the getting people in one space and sharing each other's experiences and knowledge and just general kind of being and learning and just yeah getting all that gorgeous oxytocin from from being with each other and um yeah i'm doing loads of work at the moment loads of research about um gathering and uh older women in particular and uh, it's actually now proven that the more women especially who gather in one place um it actually um supports their health and can actually lead to a longer life and it's the more women and more often is the more years you have in your life and I absolutely love that and oh, uh, that. yeah the brewing industry is a, is a little bit of a diamond for that really and I love it and I couldn't I couldn't be in this industry and not well, this is why I insert myself so, into so many projects to make it happen like I just love it and the, you get to do another Brave Noise beer and and to sort of showcase it as different things is it's, it's a privilege it really really is and it 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 has meant that i've met all you guys like it's because of beer and we get to do this work together and 
yeah sorry to be a bit soppy but I just no I I, I I I I, day and I, I think it love it <laughs> I think it's one of those things as well about, you know, how we were saying earlier about things existing sort of like in a vacuum and and maybe the people that need to hear the message aren't always the ones that are going to be hearing that message. And I think it's really interesting because I've had conversation, especially within the last few weeks about different sort of topics and being surprised that people don't, you know, that people are having certain experiences or having certain conversations or not having certain conversations. Because I think when you talk about existing in a vacuum, I know that, you know, Joe and I have even on the podcast or you know individually and on the podcast we've always kind of surrounded ourselves in this group of of wonderful people that we've we've met and and it's not even just only just female identifying people it's it's across but we just have such really great people around us and it really gives you joy but then you also forget that there are other people out there that don't think in that same way so it can just be even more shocking when you come into contact with somebody because you're so used to having such amazing people around you sharing that same brainwave Um, but I absolutely love that about about the the fact that it you know there's evidence to suggest that those type of meetings frequently can increase your life I am like absolutely I'm absolutely here for that and then it also helps me justify all these different things that I go to I can say to Rick actually this these beer activities they're increasing my life they're not taking away from my life so you're welcome it's for my help help. (laughs) yeah like there's something about um like women in particular something to do with us and the way that we react to certain hormones and it's the oxytocin it's the it's that bonding and uh, that's what I think Brave Noise is really about. Yes, it's obviously got that message and it's about showcases the um, inadequacies within the industry and, and, and the dangers and the pitfalls. And it does such a good, good work. It's, it's tempting to just talk about the negatives um, and just highlight them. But actually, beer is a great vehicle for change and it is something that we gather around. I, w- I was completely touched about Kate's story about when she was handing out mill bottles of beer out the window during lockdown and things and like we really did miss that communal aspect of the pub and 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 the community of meeting and gathering and um yeah like long long live the pub and long live collaborations and getting together and all these little events and yeah and, and it also boosts your health as well and your in your life expectancy so yeah I think I think but equally that that period of time I I personally on a personal level I do not regret it because it meant that I got to meet you all and I would have Mm. never met any single one of you most likely if if that period hadn't happened and I don't think I would like trade that for the world I mean Kate I met you at the uh Guild Beer Writers Awards when I had the Brave Noise on tap because I think you you were being showcased on a Brave Noise bar alongside there was Mirakai there was Attic Echo was on the bar with their lager like I got to see Helena and Emma and Pip and and Kate I met you for the first time in person because obviously we connected on like Instagram and stuff but I'd never actually met you like that was really brilliant it was such a really fab night and getting to have that beer 6.3 percent this is it it is absolutely lethal because I drank quite a few of them (laughs) that (laughs) night (laughs) no I drank quite a few of them that night because they go down so easy It was a rowdy table. We were. Um, I think we were. We're, 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 we're on the train back. 
we were on the train back together and it was a bit like this doesn't feel like a couple of pints <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was a showcase from Siva. I'll just give them a little mention. It was a showcase from Siva, so they were one of the sponsors for the Guild um, Beer Writers uh, Award Ceremony that was held in October, November, November. No- it was. It was. I can tell November. you, it was November twenty. It was November twenty ninth because it was my birthday, <laughs> and I and I literally <laughs> almost melted into the floor because then you guys were like, okay, we're gonna sing you happy birthday now, and there was the candle on the table that you made me blow out <laughs> for my birthday, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, everyone's gonna shh, shh, like don't sing too loud, and then I was like, great, now the candle's out, and I'm gonna have. I just caused a problem. We need to relight the candle, guys. Yeah. We need to relight the candle. <laughs> and Pip's like got a lighter out. Like, anyway, it's always good to be friends with a smoker. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't blow that out. I was shortening and extending my life at the same, at the same time. time. I just offset. It was, it, yeah, that's it. It, was, it offset each other. But, but yeah, was, no, that was, was a great night. And we had obviously we had we had a um a few a few tables um. Obviously, Zebra invited everybody, so shout out to those guys. Thank you very much. And um, we had the bar, and then there was the three, as you mentioned, there was the three Brave Noise um, on the bar, which was a UK first. And it, I kinda, it was almost a little bit of a reminiscence of what Kate mentioned about um, the initial kind of idea of going to a bar and it having Brave Noise, Brave Noise, Brave Noise. So um, it, it, was, it was pretty cute, actually, and uh, fun. And your birthday, so it was just great. And my birthday, Aww. yeah. I was like, I can't think of a better way to spend my birthday or with better mm-hmm. people. The only thing that would have made it better would be if Joe had come on. My night didn't start know, great either because was... on the way in, I dropped everything in my bag as I was running for the train. The train closed in my face and I was like, this is how the night's going. This is great. But then I got there, met up with Emma. We got there and then getting to meet everybody that I hadn't met before and see the people that I had seen and, and getting to see you, Pip, and meet you, Kate. Like, I was like oh but joe if you were there that would have made it just that would have been the icing on I the was cake very <laughs> jealous that i couldn't be there because i was in germany working um well, didn't you get stuck in germany yeah and then i got stuck in oh, germany oh. that weekend as well because it was unprecedented oh, no. snow and they closed the airport like the entire airport yeah. got closed down it was ridiculous I, at um, one point at the event i was i was having a picnic on the floor <laughs> I was getting. It was. Like, it was when um, I walked in. Yeah, <laughs> when I, was I walked getting, in, like, I was sat a on blow like, by blow. Like I was trying to be elegant, so I had a pashmina, and then I ended up sitting on it with Jordan from Mash Gang because there wasn't anywhere to sit to eat our food, and there wasn't any forks. Oh my god! And uh, we we just sat there and sort of were kind of like the aunt font, the reblers of the event, and just sort of then felt <laughs> away. I think it was. As as Emma and I as Emma and I walked in, we're like, oh, there's a there's a pips over there, and you're like, sorry, I'm just having a picnic. <laughs> I was like, this is great, I love it. You were picnicked by the photo booth, which I can't think of a better place to be picnicked by. Um, I got lots of photos, oh, lots of photos. It was it was probably really? great, and then yeah. <laughs> Great took event. the tube back with Kate. It was it was great. Um, but yeah, the six like literally six point three percent was the most lethal because I think I tr- probably had this. That this was probably one of the ones that I had the most of, just because it was just so drinkable and just like oh, it's so absolutely just tasty, flavorful, yeah. and just beautiful. And I was like, all right, I'll go get another glass real quick. <laughs> and then before you know it, by the end of the night, you're like, yeah, quite a few, quite a few of those. <laughs> absolutely well, dangerous. I'm- Glad you liked it. 
no price. complaints. No Glad complaints. you liked it. No apologies. Sorry. No. <laughs> you know, we do a lot of session beers. We're a pub-based brewery. We do a lot of very, very approachable, pointable 4.2s. It's quite nice every so often to just chuck out a six and a half percenter and just watch the carnage. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that... obviously not our approach. Uh, that's obviously, that's obviously, <laughs> obviously not the chat that goes on. No, 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 no. Very responsible. No. Yeah, no, absolutely. But you've got to make a brave noise with a, with a bold beer. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned sort of, I think Pip, you had mentioned a bit ago as well about the first time you both connected. Like, what? when did you guys first connect? What was that like? Because obviously Fancy. then you now... The first later. time we connected was me harassing her on Instagram because she kept teasing these awesome t-shirts and not releasing them. And I was the like, listen, the cast with the, the, the long yeah. fingernails and the ghetto jewellery. I was like, when's this coming? I want one. And I want one for Jen, the landlady of the hand in hand. And I want them now. So just tell me when they're coming. Take my money, lady. And she was like, I don't know who you are, but fine. And she took my money and I got my t-shirt. I've got t-shirt. I've got that in hoodie format. Uh, I the I want so I want much. a fucking pint on the back with that. Yeah. That's my and I love it and I love wearing it places and people are like, yeah. Where did you get that? Maybe I could make a. Uh, it says damn pint, but maybe I can do a uh, a rude. Well, that's one. what it needs to be. It needs a. I need a rude one. Yeah, but uh, literally I think you've just broken your own housekeeping rules. <laughs> that was the fake housekeeping no. rules. <laughs> there's no saving it there's no saving it it's true I mean, uh, but it was the international beer um women's day beer women's day yeah oh, yeah we we gave our started chatting properly still didn't meet me coming to no. Brighton is always perilous don't quite manage it tried to get down my van broke it got written off then tried to come down again. No, the first time was I had a summer coaster. And then the second time my van got smashed because I was going to come down for the launch. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. the last time the engine fell out. So I'm not coming again. That's it. Brighton That's is it. not oh, for you. Don't say that. I feel like, you know, four, four times a charm. Um, <laughs> That's what it's time, six times a charm. Um, the next no, time it's, it's a train journey. <laughs> no yeah, just... But we properly met when you came to Leeds because we, um, for the last couple of years, um, we've had, the Coven have had a TP at Leeds uh, International Beer Festival and we kind of get um, people, the the breweries and brands that we really, really admire to come and be in in the tent with us. And then this year we had um, our own bar to pour off that as well. And um, yeah, you came up then. So we'd already become pals well, no that was because that was because we gave you we did we did our women's day brew we yeah. gave you guys um and so you invited us as a result of that so that's the first time we met face to face yeah that's which was fun memorable but also the kind of memorable where you don't have clear memories <laughs> um but that's fine you can write time. it how you want you can write it exactly time. how you want we had the best time oh, exactly. nothing yeah. bad happened to anyone. In, there was no one had a hangover and you were so a bit like the guild award donated all your um, to sling pints on our bar and you were so fun and that's when we now have our and jack came in he was amazing jack was, was an great. absolute machine he was just like that yeah he was absolute well you both were but he was wild and that's where our our new um 
our new ritual has been born from that every time we see each other and Jack's actually done it in your stead as well is that we dance that's the whenever we first see each other in flesh we have to dance as a greeting it's not great dancing by any stretch of this uh, well well, I was gonna say great by whose opinion let's be honest messy it's just a bit it's just a bit jaunty enjoyable dancing there's limbs enjoyable dancing bouncy excitable dancing I think fun like a golden retriever dance (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to visualize and I'm just picturing like a golden retriever standing up and being like That is the visual part of the podcast. So that is what it looks like as well. That's literally what it looks like. It's quite it's quite quite the thing. So we do that now, don't we, Kate? And that's um now now we do. When when she drove into the car park yeah, go. sorry, I think I said to you at one point after a few after a few pints at Leeds and was like we're friends now. I'm not very good at making friends, like I said, Nero the first. And went, we're friends now, aren't we? And you're like, yeah, it's fine. You're weird, but yeah, it's great. Like, <laughs> I, I have had, no, so I have had this, con- I know this is quite like a step away from the Brave Noise stuff, but like I have had this conversation with Joe and with other people as well. It's like, when you get to a certain age, like making friends is really hard. It's and when hard. you and when Ooh. you find your tribe, you want to be like, I feel like we're we're in a tribe now. And I just want to be like, we're, we're friends now, right? Because you're like, I don't want to be calling someone. You're like, yeah, please, <laughs> please confirm. confirm. Like, are we friends? Y or <laughs> N, please circle <laughs> one and give me the note <laughs> back. Is that all right? Can we have a play date? Can yeah. Can, can we see each other sometime yeah. in a friendship <laughs> capacity? Um, meet up for drinks think- because we want to. <laughs> I don't think that's a million miles away from the brave noise thing, actually. I think that's the whole point. It's like what Pip yeah. was saying earlier. And I think that's like the Women's Day brew that people are doing. It's like season, tis the season to play, Nicki Minaj. Uh, it's it's good and I think that actually it is very much about um connecting and 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 like having the strength and the like self-worth and identity to go I'm worth celebrating and also all the other people around me are worth celebrating and by the way I particularly like you so is it all right if we maybe go and have a pint sometime and bitch about that person over there because we're not sure we're like that. we don't we don't bitch no we don't we never do that we witch, <laughs> but we witch not bitch. Exactly right. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, that, it's that bit where where you're like, you know, you do you kind of expose yourself to lots of amazing people, and every so often there's those people that kind of rise up. But all of the people are great, and having this opportunity to kind of mingle with them all, whether it be Brave Noise or International Women's Day or in any other good cause, really, any other moment where you kind of go, let's stop what we're doing let's just stop the money-making machine for an absolute second talk about something that feels emotional and powerful and personal and see 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 who comes to do that with us yep and that's our people yeah without and it's them, really it's really nice 100%. it's really nice and that's what you do you I mean real, you at hands one thing i did notice before you started harassing me about t-shirts i think you i think you said that i, I wouldn't know who you were but you were you were on my radar because you put you shot you put on a party for international women's day and you it's not just about oh we're making a beer and then we get a really nice marketing tagline it's not cynical in any way because the gathering which 
again, I said it before, matters so much to us at the Coven, is it, that's what you do. You get The one that you did um, and you produced Jay, that we were beneficiaries, very grateful but, uh, but beneficiaries of, last year, you had people singing at the yeast. You had readings from books. You had, like, twerking exercise class. Zumba, you... I think it was Zumba. Was it yeah. Zumba? It was... But it was definitely yeah. twerking, mate. I've watched that video. Yeah, it was, that was, it was, it was full twerk. Yeah. That's just, like, so, so you, oh, I heard, like, you twerking, like, exercise, and then you're like, I think it was Zumba, and that is not... <laughs> I was just picturing somebody be like, okay, and now we just get some of this. Either way, I'm here for both of those things. I... I've been to enough collab brews to know that there's a lot of standing around. Yeah. yeah. And, and I also know that it takes... No, especially on we've got a really nice kit we're very very lucky uh, we've now moved away from the tower brewery and we have a beautiful 25 hectoliter steam powered ro fed gorgeous gravity custom built brewery that makes beer without us really having to do an awful lot of effort you know oh, yeah, you yeah. some more ingredients you twist some knobs and it, it kind of does amazing things for us like a lot of really lucky brewers out there and so a collab brew day, particularly if you've got more than two people there, is incredibly dull. Um, and so it was just about, look, listen, if I want people to take a day off work, because I want this to be a professional uh, a professional meeting. I want it to be people going, this is an important thing for my professional development. Um, it's not Cicerone, sure, but it's, it's, it's something that is like, you know, my professional life, my professional network will be improved by going to this day. And so, well, the company I work for, potentially, so it benefits them to maybe give me the day off to go to it. And I was like, right, this needs to, I need, I need to find a way to break up clips because people are going to come from bars and they're going to come from breweries and there'll be two or three people. They're going to come together and be like, we're friends and we're going to stay together all day. But then also, how do I keep them entertained when there's, you know, 20 of them, I was thinking. Twerking. You know, yeah, exactly. Well, twerking book clubs we've done uh soap making like in, in the, we're coming up for our third women's day now and over the years we've done the two years that we've had it we've had soap making workshops we've had talks we had a couple of ladies from the isle of wight that had an amazing uh, craft beer shop on in Sandown who came to talk about like using beer and community to regenerate a dying town and art uh, we had uh, Yakima Chief come. We've got uh, Alex Alex from Lalamond coming to give us a chat about recipe development and do a bit of an AMA with home brewers and pro brewers that might have questions. Uh, we've got, but also it's not just about beer. It's like this idea that just because we're into beer doesn't mean that that's all we're into. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Joe, I know you're into tarot and reading. Like, there's other things we've got more strings to our bow we're not yeah. single we're not single lane people and also I think people bond better when they do something that makes them like takes them out of their kind of professional headspace so we've got like book clubs so we've got Jane Payton who I absolutely adore and is one of my favorite humans on the planet uh she's leading our book club this year and she's chosen Darling by Indian Knight which is a rewriting of The Pursuit of Love by Nancy Mitford and I read it I, uh, recently and I finished it this week and I was <sighs> devastated and amazed and it was incredible and we got a book hangover 
I've got massive book hangover. I'm trying to read a new book. Yeah. I can't. Oh, yeah. You've got, you are that. massively hanging over from I've got book. massively hungover yeah. and uh, it's awful. And also she lent me her book yeah. to read it. And when I finished it, uh, I was so devastated. I threw it across the room and had to buy her a new book. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, and um, love of a bit of uh, Duchess de Burgoyne. So we we uh, met at um, the Guild event again. It's obviously where you meet everybody, and uh, we spent a, a huge amount of time uh, talking about that beer. Um, probably, uh, yeah, far too much. Yeah. It's a stunning. It's a stunning beer. Can Ask can it be too Alex. much? No, never. Ask Alex when you see her about yeah. uh, about her Duchess birthday party that she went. <laughs> We were on board. We, we were on. We were on board. Yeah. We were like, absolutely, yeah. yes. Absolutely <laughs> well, right. Alex is. Yeah, Alex. Alex, is Alex please. Thirty this year, Once. and I'm forty yeah, she... this year. So we were talking about having a joint seventieth. Yeah. Right. So she really wants. <laughs> I love that more than anything. <laughs> and everyone has to dress up as the Duchess. I. Oh yes. Amazing. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 yes we yes. gotta make this happen. I'm into it. I don't even remember. Uh, I can't even remember when we when we spoke to her about that. But when I we were in Bristol. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that, that was that was. I think she said that idea, and we were like, "Yes, we're doing it <laughs> immediately." Yes, happen. and and there was also when I was in um, when I went to South Korea and Japan, w- one oh, of the restaurants that I went to had a Duchess soap, and I immediately took a photo. I tried to find it to buy Joe as a Christmas present. But it, it looks like this company only seemed to sell to like businesses because I was like, I'll buy in bulk. I don't even care. I could not find it for the life of me because I was like, this is, we'll make the most amazing Christmas present for the beer drinkers. Of <laughs> we'll buy it. Right? We'll buy right. It. We'll yes. Buy it. Take our money. Take I, our money. I was like, it can be this easy. Just tell me where to buy it. I will buy it. It's, it's not that difficult. <laughs> Run That's excellent. Really Many reasons now. why this is our beer tribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody says a Duchess themed birthday and we're all like, yes. yes. <laughs> what are you going to wear? Wear it. <laughs> I was thinking I dress like the Duchess. What about you? Same as you. Same. <laughs> I'm going to be the cherry version, though. And I'm just that's what we, cause to be oh. fair, I believe that's what we talked about, is you yeah. could be the yeah. different, like, variation. Yeah. Someone was going to come as the bird. Yeah, the bird. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm going to come as the necklace. Yes. Oh, my God. This oh. is going to be the best. I'm so excited. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going, we're going on the topic now. We've talked about tangent. <laughs> when is it? We need to talk. We'll stay on night. We've got recording. We need to make plan our right. outfits and staying at people's houses this is amazing yeah when is alex's birthday i don't know we need to ring her and find out i'm like alex when is this ha- we gotta make this happen now she said right. the other day she needs to come back on so she needs to come back on and talk about yeast and yeah we do need to talk to her about right. yeast yeah but i know but this is exactly you know i know how we said oh this is a tantric again but i would say that a lot of times with these episodes you tend to the obvious thing to talk about is almost more like the negative importance i've talked about but i feel like we have talked about that. All all of us have talked about that quite a lot mm. as individuals. And Pip, you've come on to talk about it with Joe and I before as well. So I feel like 
having a bit of a light-hearted brave noise yeah. as well where we showcase some of that positivity that's coming from what can happen when you promote this inclusivity is also mm. very important as well yeah. um because i think that you know this is what happens when you promote an inclusive and safe safe space you can find your tribe you can be whoever yeah. you want to be and you can find your tribe and there is a tribe of people for you out there no Quite matter right. what you like and no matter Absolutely. how Absolutely. you are and it's what it's what Kate does so well with International Women's Day. It's what Brave Noise does well, which it brings people together to actually brew a beer and then help other organisations continue their work. And it's what the Coven does, which is like get people together um, to so they can enter the beer spaces because it's, it's it is difficult for um, quite a large selection of our of our population. You know, beer is very male is a little bit older, is quite white. So, um, you know, if you're not male, white and a little bit older, it's easy to feel like you don't belong. And then you do find your tribe and then you realise you're all nuts and you all love to be dear. And And you all want to dress up as the Duchess for a birthday party. thing i feel like people have this real tendency to fetishize and when i say people i'm talking about probably not these people in the room here um like have a tendency to really fetishize this like like beer and beer knowledge and all of this stuff and i think it's really fantastic that we know and we learn and we embrace our knowledge but i think it can be really exclusive and i think that's one of the real uh inhibitors for people that aren't naturally drawn to beer getting into beer because, like, I mean, I listened to your, your your fantastic podcast with um, Emma and One Minute Beer Review Guy. Um, like, and you were talking a lot about, God, like, the people that shut you down constantly and, like, explain, 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 explain. When really, it's, it's a pleasant thing. It's a pleasant thing that, you know, really at the root of everything was really just to stop people from dying from drinking contaminated water and then beyond that they found that it made them quite jolly and brought them together and I think it's like this gorgeous social glue it's magic yeah it is social glue it's like again talking about the gathering and having that place where the communities could go you know and pubs tend to employ locally they sell they're more likely to sell local products um the beer beer industry is all about championing local and generally independence and humans and sometimes yes of course we're here to talk about brave noise and brave noise talks about um the work still to be done but on the route to solving or at least making a dent in those issues there is so much fun, so much dancing, so much vibe, so much dress up, so much finding your tribe on the way that you can get a little bit bogged down in the, in the negativity. And also mm. because beer is a little bit, it can be quite elitist, especially at a certain level, there is a bit of a gatekeeping, there is a bit of protectionist. I think women, or at least some, so, I want to be careful what I say, but there is, there is a... Um, it, it it could be quite easy to when you reach a certain place within beer as a woman or a minority to then be protection to be protectionist of of your place because it's so hard to get there yeah. so you want to i know this and you've had to prove yourself so many times often more 
more than say like the average guy would you you get challenged more you get asked more mm-hmm. questions and you have to sort of prove yourself all the time and like I deserve to be here I'm not token I I'm yeah I know why absolutely I'm here. you get asked loads more and you have to you have to know more and then when you're there it, it it's it's almost like oh I don't want to lose this and I want to prove myself and you can end up being a bit snobby like oh, I'm a massive beer snob sometimes it's not just in beer Pip like to validate that <laughs> it's not just in beer like within IT as well which is oh, uh, yeah, historically quite cool. male dominated yeah. yeah so I work my day jobs in IT I, that's not a secret no one's gonna dox me everyone knows that um but basically it it can be similar and like I worked in telecoms before that as well so basically telecoms and IT they are quite similar in the sense that they are historically very male dominated and I have come across uh lovely female identifying human beings such as yourselves where you're like you know what if I can help anyone else up or make them feel comfortable make them feel warm and welcome and everything else that's what I want to do that's what I'm here for but there's also some people that have been conditioned to this idea uh that is like you should be grateful that you got to this point it's hard to get to this point and you in order for you to maintain where you are and to just stay afloat you have to harden yourself and you need to make sure that you protect your fortress. And it's nothing personal about any other, any other, you know, people in a similar situation to around you. If you, you've got to do what you've got to do for self-preservation and to make sure that you Mm -hmm. stay where you are and you almost can get the way it's all set up. It can feel at times like you are almost pitted against other people in that sense of and and it's really like okay well how are you going to handle this are you going to kind of react in the way they want you to react which is to self-preserve and push other people away or are you gonna kind of be like you know fuck what I'm conditioned to do I want to make sure that there's room you know my my view on it and I know Joe feels the same way and I'm sure you guys both feel the same way as well like this table doesn't have to be six seats only. We can pull the table out. We can add another leaf in. We can add more chairs around it. We can share yeah. seats. We can scooch over and make room. Like you can make room for others, but mm-hmm. equally, I know that there are people that don't necessarily have that mindset because of how they've been sort of conditioned <clears throat> in some of these environments. And I don't blame them, fault them, because that is kind of in some way what the societal pressures Mm. have kind of taught them to do. And hopefully these type of conversations, it's never too late to kind of go, maybe I've not been approaching this the right way and maybe I need to shift my mindset on it a bit. And these type of conversations are hopefully things that make people realise, wow, there are so many other like-minded people sharing imposter syndrome, sharing these similar feelings and pressures and all of that from these you know historically male dominated industries that they can take a moment and say oh you know what maybe I've not approached that the best before what what can I do in future to make sure that I am cultivating what I want to see in the world and not what is in the world and if we all kind of stop and said how can I cultivate what I want to see versus what is I think we could all really all pull in the same direction and make some really good change there I love that like power is Power is not pizza, it's a pizza party. Like some people look at power yes. and influence and go, oh, well, if I give up a slice, that's, li- that's less slices for me. And I'm like, nah, if there's more people at the party, then they're going to bring in more pizza. Order more pizza. You never know, you might end up 
trying a, a, a flavour topping like pineapple does deserve on a pizza, <laughs> is deserving on a pizza. And you might really like it. You never know. You, it's, it's the more people there to vibe with, the better. It's going to open your eyes. Mm-hmm. You're going to be surprised. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be magical. It's going to be absolutely great. And yeah, that's what I love about collaborations. That's what I love about Brave Noise. Um, that's why I'll always um, support them and try and um, elevate the projects wherever I can and introduce more people and get more people drinking them and involved and yeah and it's and it's beer which is great as well yeah, and I absolutely like Kate your what well, it sounds like your approaches to the international women's collaboration brew day as well like that is just like in my opinion just next level because you're right there is just so like you can have so much fun at an international women's collaboration brew day like we strongly recommend people go out there and get involved and you know whether you're Come a season or have never yeah. done it yeah go to hands because you're doing mind. another one this year um train, I think... don't drive <laughs> you get the train don't drive <laughs> I love that yeah but, absolutely but think... don't drive <laughs> you you can sit you can sit around and wait a lot and still have fun just socializing whatever but the fact that you've kind of taken that to the next level and go I want to try to find activities that people can use mm. to almost better themselves or connect more like have more of that sense of connection yeah like that to me I've not seen that done before and it makes you live longer and <laughs> I, I love that like I love the idea that you're like cool well, we're you. just standing around let's do a Zumba class like that is this amazing. year we have a burlesque dancing workshop. Oh, amazing. <sighs> okay, so... And Taro, a... we've got a horse cart that's been... Uh, we're going to... We haven't done it yet. We're going to do it. We've got a week and a half or something. We're going to decorate it and we're going to have a tarot reader in an old horse box outside with a heater because it would be cold. <laughs> and, um, yeah, a bunch of other stuff. But yes, exactly that. This yeah, is really difficult fact. because Hello. I've been drinking quite a lot of this and she's and she's stealthy, <laughs> but little known fact, in a previous life, I used to be a burlesque dancer. So I will I am so like literally I've always wanted to take a burlesque class and I was literally having this conversation with somebody else. I was having the conversation with somebody else about like, oh what what um what international women's collaboration brew day are we going to go to this year like i know dog bow's gonna do it who loves like, the night trail we, baby we were yeah. literally like we oh my god that's even better <laughs> we were like we uh, we're like we both really want to go to hand but we were looking at how we need to get there train wise and we were like oh it is quite far we'd have to it's leave really yeah. early and i was like we could drive but then we can't really drink don't drive but then but then you've but then you've put burlesque on the table and now i'm like yeah. well, what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to do it feels like all signs. Thursday night. come down on thursday night go out for a drink see lyrikai on thursday night see your mates have a jolly beverage around brighton or birthing and come on went on friday morning that might be the one if you can't go i will give you a one-on-one well one on three, depends how many of this group want to do it. <laughs> I'll, te- I'll give you a Duchess burlesque lesson at Alex. Why not both? Why not both? Okay. So, so, Can we beam you in? Can we beam you in? I don't get like, I don't, even if I go, I still want that. Immediately, yes. That is, <laughs> you yeah. can't put that on the table and it's on the record now. You can't take that one episode. back. <laughs> I love this episode. Oh, that so is. Good. That's just made everything. Not just right. the idea that not that right. is a 
possibility. I love that. Um, but no, I, I think it, it's just like that is something that I've not seen somebody do before. And I find like that is something that is really just cool about bringing that community together is like, cool, like, let's do this. And then like, let's elevate it. And let's like find a way that we can almost harness that connection even more. And I absolutely just love that. Make it fun, make it valuable. Um, But also as well, like I have my personal sort of feminist principles tend to lie with this whole idea of, you know, I grew up in the nineties, you know, where I, was you know ladette culture and like being a feminist was like basically masculinifying yourself and it was like if you like bloke stuff you're cool and and it was this rejection of anything that you know traditionally women were interested in and I, I kind of am a bit like you know what actually let's make pink cool again yeah let's, you don't have to do that let's like, like some fluff and some sequin like you know women buy more books than men and yet men win more Booker Prizes than women. Why is that? Because those books are selling better and touching more people. Like women dictate that market. But yet the intellectuals, like the Oscars, you know, the intellectual, the, the celebrated thing is what appeals to masculine culture. Or, you know, And I, I'm, I'm massively generalizing, so I've had two of my six points for each <laughs> beers now. But I think this idea that I'm like, you know, I'm not I'm not sort of saying, you know, let's be pink, let's be fluffy. But what I'm saying is let's not be afraid to be pink and fluffy. Yeah. But we can also be pink and fluffy, that's acceptable too. Yeah. I I think it doesn't stop you being a badass bitch. No, exactly. And I think a lot of it as well can be really intimidating. Like when we were talking earlier about like the intimidation of like for some people can feel like there's the knowledge gap. And I think sometimes that can be, if I don't know how to order a drink or I don't know what I like, or I actually don't really like the taste, but like you might like the people associated, you might not get as involved. But like what's really interesting is sometimes with beer, it's that you have to have the patience to try and try and try until you find what appeals to you. But it can be really intimidating to play that guessing game to get yourself to the point that you find something and you might just go, I've tried three or four different things now and I am just done. There's nothing for me, but that, you know, fourth or fifth one might've been the one that you were like, Oh, that's the one that unlocks the door for me. But if you've not had a good experience, if you go up to the bar and the first thing that you're met with is somebody that is a bit condescending or gives you a less than good experience or comfortable experience, you might be like, oh, absolutely not. And hopefully when we have these conversations around Brave Noise and these beers are launched and we're creating these spaces for these launches or the International Women's Collaboration Brew Day, you can go and meet other like-minded individuals. You can go into these spaces and feel like you're in a space that is a safe space, not being almost shoehorned into a box. And if you want to be pink and fluffy, you can be pink and fluffy and still be a badass bitch. If you want to be if that is not your style that's equally okay and I think sometimes we're almost kind of made to feel like we can't be pink and fluffy and we can't know things about it has no value yeah Yeah. we can't know things about value of our of our interests absolutely it's like you can only be pink and fluffy if you don't know things about beer and in which case you should either be too intimidated to go and find out and you should let somebody that's more knowledgeable lead you 
or it's like oh you shouldn't be interested in that at all like it's really hard yeah. to strike that balance to be like i'm pink and i'm fluffy and i also know how to order a beer and it's I'm really also funny. into science and math <laughs> yeah. and right. gaming and you know you don't like people aren't one note we're not one-dimensional aren't one note like and i i also when i like use that term pink and fluffy i'm not reducing people to no. being pink and fluffy no. like i goddamn love jilly cooper one of the greatest writers of our time the only tory i would ever consider having a conversation with on purpose <laughs> but i also you know take my fingernails black and like horror films like you know what i mean i'm not one note I, yes i don't do that I'm anymore because like... of salsa obviously well, but um um you can't put us in boxes like all these little boxes exactly. society wants to put us in no i like this bit and that bit and this bit and that bit and that one over there and that you put those together and that's me i'm not gonna fit in your little box i've never fit in anybody's little box yeah my entire life i'm in my own little box and if you've got a problem with that i don't care <laughs> this and i is want why... everybody else to have their own little boxes absolutely and this is why brave noise is so important and women's day is so important yeah. and all of the other kind of the collaborations are important i think they don't necessarily have to be for um they don't necessarily have to be for social cause and i'm very conscious that I, as, as a straight white woman I, I i literally fit into like one of the minorities and there right. are many many minorities in our industry that I'm not addressing and it's, it's not my place to address them, but I also respect them and recognize them. And I think it's really important to remember that the beautiful thing about being a minority is it automatically designates your tribe. Like, I, I, before I moved to the UK, I was in France for seven or eight years. And when you are an expat and you meet another expat, it's funny how we're expats and not immigrants. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have that. I have that conversation. I have that conversation all the time. I go. I have right. the luxury of being an expat and not an immigrant. Right. But I have to remind people. No, I am also an Im like. I'm an immigrant. I'm not an let's expat. Say, let's I say anglophone. Let's say if I met another anglophone, regardless of if we had nothing in common, politically speaking, sexually speaking, like interests, you know, you know, wearing completely different clothes, reading different books, whatever. We'd strike up a conversation. It'd be like, where did you come from? How did you end up here? What are you doing here? How long are you here for? How long have you been here? Straight away, there's this like network forming. There's this us together. We're in a club together. And I think one of the really positive things about, and, and this is the thing that often doesn't really get talked about with things like Brave Noise and things like Women's Day and, and, and other kind of like, you know, diversity, inclusion, raising kind of projects is this idea that actually sometimes we're, we're in this wonderful situation that just by being different, when we find that people that do look like us, and they are out there, they are out there, and they're not that hard to find, we instantly have this club, we instantly have this connection, like we instantly are like, oh my gosh, yeah, how did you end up here? This is awesome, you and me against the world. And I sometimes almost feel a bit bad for the others. Like, <laughs> The remainders, the yeah. 30-year-old white man with the beard and the, <laughs> and the lumberjack shirt. Because I'm a bit like, you don't have that. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. Like, you know, yeah, I go to beer festivals and I go to, I go to events and straight away I kind of like recognize the people I know from Instagram and they know me. I'm like, I've done nothing. How do you know who I am? I don't have a podcast. 
But, I do um, that. I do that all the time. And people are like, I don't. And I'm like, how do you know who I am? <laughs> you don't know. I was like, I know who you are, but you don't know who I am. And then people are like, oh no, oh, you don't. And I'm like, you don't know who I am. We all follow each other. We care about each other. Yeah. We care about each other's successes. We care about yeah. each other's weird little weekends walking in the country. It's yeah. gorgeous. We like each other's dog pictures. Oh, like we love watching, each other. Watching them. Um, Red from First and Last Brewery, like, do all those, like, polar plunges. I'm oh, like, oh, yes. my God. Like, how do you do that? I am impressed. Like, yeah. I love what, like, it is people that probably don't even realise that I'm seeing these things and being like, oh, you go. Like, I want to be doing that. But, I, yeah, the polar plunge yeah. I cannot do. But I'm like, oh, amazing. This wild swimming in the freezing. <laughs> Basically, I, I want to make it really clear as well that, like, if you even if you don't know anything about beer like we like to nerd out about beer but i want to be abundantly clear that if you're a person that doesn't like to nerd about nerd out about beer doesn't care about that you just like the taste of beer you don't have anything to prove you don't have to go out and get an education in beer or do anything you don't even have to further develop your tasting skills if you don't want to like we do it because we'd like to do it yeah, it's fun for it's us fun. we ha we get enjoyment and fun for that if you're just like that label looks cool i want to buy it do it if you go that tasting the tasting notes on it sound great i want it because the tasting notes sound great if the name is great like if you're like if you've got like a low-key miss kitty fantastico because i just had that one like out of vision if you're like that name excellent love the reference want that like equally that is fine like you don't have to get into the nerdy weeds of it it's equally just as acceptable to just be like sometimes i like the taste of what i like and that is it and that's that like you don't have to you don't have to care about furthering that if you don't want to and i don't want there to be any pressure from us where it's like because we like to nerd out we found our tribe you can still join our tribe like yeah it's cool you yeah. don't have to care or know or whatever to join our tribe you just have to be passionate and have fun and dance you have to want to dance i think that's oh, like yeah, a staple okay. across the board the requirement is that you better want to dance you, you have to be i think the thing is you kind of have to be okay <laughs> either okay looking silly or be okay being around people that are okay yeah, looking silly, silly. <laughs> yeah uh, i we've think massively straight from our uh, list of questions today we but have actually fine. yeah I think that's but it was fine. but it was arguably more fun that way but i think we to be fair so pip's had connection issues she's been intermittently in and out of it if you're watching the video and you've tried to work that out with joe's editing magic um and we've sadly had to let her go and and sort it so that she wasn't super stressed because <laughs> i feel really bad she's probably more stressed about being like i don't want to mess your recording up um but obviously we're slightly over if we just finish out the last few questions if you're okay yeah. with that Kate um I guess if we sure, just go absolutely. back to what we normally talk about which is are there are there any changes that you still want to see within the within this uh, within the industry within the space in terms of inclusivity and equality oh gosh you know what like always but I think that quite often the focus is put on um the the, the brewing side of things and I think with any hobby the interest had to come from the product. And so I actually would say that maybe the focus needs to be more on uh, the kind of environments where people can find good beer. Like, you know, um, I, I go into more and more bars and I find tampons and toilets and that's fantastic. Yes. Um, but, you know, 
I, I find uncomfortable seats and I find places where nowhere to hang my handbag and and you know I wonder about if I if I had a pram I am not I do not have a child but if I wanted to have a child and take it into a bar with me where would I put it like am I not allowed to bring a bar like where, where would I change it's nothing you know things like that like I think that not not that also women are the only carers of children in a family environment often I understand that fathers do too and this affects them too like I think that if we want to make beer attractive to women and I'm only talking about women here because that's that's, that's, wheelhouse. that's what I know about <laughs> yeah. it's my wheelhouse. Um, I think I think we need to make the places that we drink beer feel like they're also for women and I don't think they have to be you know upholstered and you know with fluffy kittens and things because more of a dog girl but um same I think <laughs> I think um I think that you know there needs to be this idea about like who drinks who drinks and how do they drink and 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 what what environment how are they coming in like the end of these brew dog bars with like you know corrugated iron and like yeah. high tables with posing like irritating stools that are really high up and, and nowhere to like lean back on and and nowhere to hang your coat and the end of this and like bad acoustics like bouncing around off of awful industrial kind of surfaces like who's drinking how are they drinking I think the world has moved on since we all started drinking craft beer in like 2012 like Sierra Nevada thank you very much you've done us all a service but we've moved on from there so who's yeah. drinking now and how are they drinking and how old are they and and how do we make these environments you know accessible inviting interesting we've talked a little bit about um this kind of um gatekeeping um that happens in our industry and I think that's kind of moved on a bit because I think all the people that gate were gatekeeping five years ago have gone oh do you know what actually I'm less interested in than I was then I'm now back to pilsners and I'm totally fine <laughs> it's like we've all gone this full circle yeah. and um and, we all um, land back up at lagers eventually that's you know, just the I, natural I <laughs> we all do <laughs> but then but then what's happening who's the next generation who's coming up behind us like how are we thinking about them like um I think Jordan from Mashgang is doing amazing work kind of going he's he's like really harnessing this you know next generation of drinkers this flavor-led experience-led next generation of drinkers and I think as an industry we could be a bit brighter about that and stop kind of being like this is what I like so I'm gonna do what I like and uh and I think (laughs) you know and also you know I'm 44 and I'm quite old in this industry (laughs) you know but still like most of the people I'm working around are in their mid-30s and up but then the people with spending power uh, 10 years younger than them they're looking around and they're looking at us like we're camera like when we came into it and we were like whoa craft beer boom, 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 what's going on like they're looking at us going bunch of fuzzy duddies with socks and sandals and they're absolutely right because I wear socks and sandals all the time it's really comfortable and it's good if you have wool socks for aeration of your feet but still comfort but it's 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 this real idea that I think like we've our generation of craft beer lovers is is maybe coming to an end and I think if we want to preserve the products and I think that's what we all want to do because we love it you know um we love the community that comes around it of course we do 
but ultimately the thing that led us all here is the product we like it we found something interesting and beguiling there it's mystical it's magical it's a mixture of nature and science and creativity and it's gorgeous but it also is this, this thing that brings us together in in the pub or like at the beach during lockdown like turning up with a couple of people going what have you got i've got this and um it, it's it's so important to preserve it and i think the way to do that is to be less attuned to what we were and think more about what we might be and that isn't just um what we think we like but it's who might be drinking this who might want to come here who might want to put this in their mouth and have a good time and talk about it and uh, I think as, as an industry, we need to be more forward thinking. But um, also, I think, I think uh, a lot of the, the, the weight needs to lie with the, the kind of entry point, which is pubs and bars. Yeah, I, I definitely, I've definitely had that, like, I completely hear what you said. Like, what I hear from that as well is like people maybe sometimes need to be a bit more open-minded and a bit less set in that this is what my understanding of it is. And um, because you do see that a lot, especially like on online forums of like, yeah. this is what it is and why would you try making that? Or like breweries, I find that from a consumer perspective, as a consumer, like I don't work in the industry, like I all I can say is I do a podcast and that's it. Other than that, I'm a straight up consumer. Like for me, I see other consumers that are very much, they look at certain breweries that are taking risks and they're like, why would you do that? Just stick to your your wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, but that is like, you're, you're totally disregarding some of the people that want to try these new and interesting things mm -hmm. that like we should be harnessing that creativity and i think that if everyone took that approach of like you know oh i can't i don't want to try that because that to me feels a step too far you might be isolating a whole new group of people that are actually like really excited to try yeah. this other thing and shut them Absolutely. down completely from it yeah. so i completely get what you're saying with that i think yeah. in regards to the second part of that question that, that follows on from that typically, which is, you know, what do you think hand are doing in the way, you know, our hand is hand doing anything in the way of trying to take steps to help drive any of that. I feel like I can answer that for you, but I'll let you kind of talk on your own merits. But I feel like everything we just talked about earlier about the International Women's Collaboration Brew Day, for example, that alone is something that you guys are doing. You're building that sense of community. You're making it fun. You're making it interesting. Mm. You're making it engaging and you're making it welcoming for people that are maybe not just the standard like uh, norm of who's going to a brew day um you're, you're taking you. into consideration that um yeah 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 definitely but I mean also as well like I think like as a brewery whose roots are in a in a community hub and like I very much hope at some point you guys come to Brighton and I can take you to the hand it's teeny tiny I it think there amazing. is capacity, <laughs> capacity about 30 people seated and then unseated when it's chaos um, like Pride, for example, maybe about 40 or 50. It's teeny tiny. It's gorgeous. It's mad. There's stuff on the ceiling. There's stuff on the walls. But this is a community pub. You know, like we had this fantastic local, Rod, who unfortunately passed away last year. And he has been coming to that pub through three different landlords. He's been coming for decades. And he told me when we were standing milk pub bottles out the window the wind the walls of the hand are like wallpapered with old newspaper articles he met a lady he met a lady used to be a bit of meat market he met a lady in the pub on a saturday night 
in the old days when they didn't have phones and she was a nurse at the local hospital and they made a date and he turned up and she didn't turn up and he was very sad and a few weeks later he bumped into her in the pub and he's like what happened she's like you're bloody married ain't you and there was a picture on the wall because <laughs> he'd just been at the local paper in the photo at someone's wedding and i was like that's the kind of pub it is like this oh my God, gorgeous man turned up on a date never got the opportunity but it's it's you know i've digressed again because 6.3 and um shook it that is like i'm like oh the drama (laughs) drama. but it's that kind of pub so i feel like as as oh bloody hell i've got all digressed i was talking about community and i just used that to illustrate community and um and i think um what we do as a brewery to interact with our community yes women's day is a part of it and brave noise is a part of it but we also i mean part of the reason it's taken us so long to do a brave noise beer is that we do quite a lot of charity collaborations throughout the year we have like a budget that we can pretty much give away as a viable business and every year i've gone can we do a brave noise it's like oh, we've got no money left you keep doing collaborations with charities and no money left and, uh, finally last year it worked but um, yeah, like uh, at the moment, we have a collaboration with the artist David Shrigley. It's in our core range, and a percentage of all of those profits goes to uh, the Fitzherbert Community Hub, which is a local community um, charity that works um, to abolish food poverty and social isolation. Um, and we uh, worked with a local chef, Ben Lippett, who's a mob chef, but also has his own brilliant website, which is Dinner by Ben and How I Cook. And all of the profits from that go to uh, the Trussell Trust. Um, so two of our core products already donate to local charities. Last year, we did a charity uh, beer with a local uh, project called Same Sky. They put on a um, uh, secular um what's it called in the middle of the winter middle Sol- of the winter not christmas solstice that's one. Solstice. solstice they do a solstice um, i second guessed myself for that because i was waiting for joe to say no, so i was like i might it, have that it, wrong and then i was like i got it, I got it. <laughs> uh, they do a they do an amazing solstice event in brighton called burning the clocks on the 21st of december and so we did a fundraiser with them to help them put it on because it's entirely done by uh donation and uh you know, I think that that is, I don't know, I feel like that's part of the that's inclusivity of being a brewer. Yeah, that's inclusivity, like, isn't it? You're 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 tu- you're like touching all these different sort of outreach programs, yeah. especially those that are local. So it's like, yeah, we're talking about this in the context of where where three we were, you know, four women mm. um, talking about like our experiences and what's important. But like Brave Noise, like I'm going to challenge in the sense that like Brave Noise isn't specifically about you know female identifying people only it no, is about safety and inclusivity and equality exactly for everyone that is considered a, a minority group I mean for everybody like it's not even just for those considered it's like nobody should have to go in and feel discriminated against or uncomfortable or no. unwelcome so I think like it doesn't matter where you sit on you know the social the social uh, spectrum in the sense of, you know, when it comes to like the class, like I know that there's lots of like class disparity and, you know, we are, it doesn't have to be that 
you know, you have to be in a certain like economic class to enjoy craft beer or, or anything like that. Like it should be welcoming to everybody. And I think like that outreach is just showing your inclusivity. 100%. So hundred percent. I think, um, I think um, there's like a invisible handshake when you make and sell alcohol for a living and you just, and you talk about community, that you have to be protective of the community. Like, alcohol is a dangerous product. Like, you know, people can be dependent on it for very different reasons, and it can bring them very different feelings. And I think that for us to be responsible when we talk about community, we also have to give back to that community and be be aware of the potential repercussions of, of, of what we're putting out there. And I'm not saying, oh, like go out there and you know welcome but like I think it's just important to be aware that you know like we talk a lot about community in the craft beer industry and passion and blah, 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 locality and stuff like that but you know there is a dark side to it all and I think it's really really important that um we understand that if we're going to profit from the sales of something like this that I think it's really important that a bit of that profit goes to improving the lives of some of the people around us yeah absolutely I I feel like that is an amazing way to sort of end things. I guess the only last thing to ask you is, is there any message that you want to send to any breweries that are still, or any breweries or any businesses really, because we've proven that there's no bounds. You don't just have to be a brewery, but anybody that's considering like asking to be allowed to brew a brave noise. Um, Anyone that maybe is on the fence, maybe doesn't know, maybe has thought about it, but hasn't found the right time for it. Any messages you want to send out? Is anyone even remotely considering it? That was me do it that was me for ages I wanted to do it I didn't have the opportunity we didn't have the budget we didn't have the time we missed the deadline we did it anyway they were so so approachable they were so helpful they were so brilliant I don't think there is any harm to be had in pinning your flag to this mast and I think that it's I think it's a good mast to have your flag pinned to and it's not about good and bad and evil and all of those things, but it. I feel good for doing it. Like, from the moment we said we're doing it, I felt lighter. Like, I felt like I was I was doing a good thing. I was happy to be a part of this club. And, uh, you know, maybe that's just me. I'm not saying you will, but what I would say is that they are a really, really awesome organization. They're very, very flexible. They're a bunch of really, really accommodating people. And if it's something that speaks to you as a cause, don't be put off by the rules and regulations. Don't think, oh, but I don't want to brew a pale ale. It doesn't fit with my schedule. Or I don't know about a code of conduct. It, it's, it's very simple. They will give you a hand. And if they won't, I will send you my copy and you can just copy and paste it and change the words. It's fine. It's, it's really easy. And sometimes it feels difficult, but it's not please anyone go listen to the episode that we did with ash and ren we literally asked that question of like if you have something in your tank like say you don't have the budget to be able to go and get a whole new beer and this is say something wildly wildly different from the the pail that they wanted you to brew like can you go and do it and their response was basically just like yeah the action behind it and what you do with it is more important than the beer itself. And I think that that's like, obviously you've just demonstrated as well as somebody that has not come in 
during the official time of it, you've had to request it afterwards and you've mm. not necessarily done that same recipe. You know, if no. you're if you're saying like, yeah, it was they were very accommodating. Like, I hope people take your words and and also you're you're if you need help doing this, like reach out. I know you know Emma from Mirakai was the same way. It's like if you need help, like I'm willing to talk to anybody that has any questions about it. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you know you're the same. Like if you're thinking about it, reach out, ask. Don't don't just sit there wishing you did it. Yeah if all you had to do is just drop a message and say I'm thinking about this but I'm not sure about xyz I will I will say that um probably for like small to medium-sized breweries like us it's it's much easier um because you have like less of this malarkey to get through because the code of conduct can be quite prohibitive yeah I don't think it really is I think um when you break it right down most of us operate by a code of conduct um it's not a difficult thing and I don't think there's many people who would say no um and I think if you're from a bigger brewery which is great because bigger distribution bigger volume braver noise um and you think oh, I'd love to do this but I don't think I'm going to get it through the layers and layers and layers of management make it easy for them write the code of conduct copy and paste it from ours it's fine I don't care do it um it's on our website um just make put it all in front of them honestly your it will benefit you sales wise because people will open themselves up to you that maybe hadn't opened themselves up to you before um it will benefit you from a marketing perspective because you have something really positive to talk about it will benefit you from just like an emotional perspective because you will feel like you're doing something good and and i don't think there's many people in our industry and i know it all came out of out of brianne's Instagram stories there was a lot of negativeness that came out of those stories but I think brave noise is a positive thing that's come out of that and all I can say is um I don't think there's many breweries left (laughs) that don't align themselves with with positive positive vibes and don't have whether it's written or not a code of conduct I, I don't I don't think there's many of us we we say this all the time we're like there's so many good breweries that we know are living and breathing these like um like a positive code of conduct whether it's written down physically or not Mm. and we're just like oh like you tick the boxes to brew a brave noise you just don't realize that you do you just don't read especially because you don't have to do this particular beer it could be any beer and and even like the charity they're like if you've got an issue with the level of suggested charity like speak to us let us know it's like those Mm -hmm. type of things that it's just like why wouldn't you? Like, why wouldn't, if you're meeting yeah. all this criteria already and you know you're doing the right thing, you can just document yeah. it down and be like, we are doing the right. I know it's easier said to than done. To be fair, for a really long time, I thought I was because we did our Women's Day and I was really like, oh, but we were already doing something. It's fine. And it's, it's not just about women. It's about more than women. It's about diversity and inclusivity in our industry. And I think really the only way any of us is going to actually make any noise is by working together and we, we need to be on taps in bars where people that don't listen to podcasts like this and talk about wear t-shirts like this and talk about inclusivity like this and follow us all on Instagram. We need to be in bars where, you know, John walks up and goes, what's this then? And someone goes, oh, here. And it's a good beer. And then they get a story and they go, oh. And it's, 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 it's about breaking that, that eggshell. Absolutely. We've all got nothing but positive experiences from being part of this this organization being part of this movement 
like we've told you through this podcast all the great things that have come out of it like mm. if you aren't a part of it yet come join us <laughs> it's not too late come make a brave noise <laughs> with us because we've had a great time we want you to have a great time too we don't judge yeah. you if you can't by any no. means because some people have their hands tied and yeah. you can't we just want more people to join the party dance yeah. with us dance like labradors come and join our pizza party <laughs> there is always more for you i love it but thank you so much kate like i want to have I, it would be really great if you come back on at some point to talk to us from a, a non-brave noise standpoint where we could just talk oh. absolute nonsense and and do a hand because i've got the stout that i cannot wait to have the imperial stout that i've got oh, when, yeah, I, when i ordered the beers when i ordered the beers i got myself an imperial stout and i was very excited for that so i can't wait Ooh. to have that and yeah hopefully we can have you back on if you if you'll have us someday oh, I love in the future that. yeah and... i was really nervous but actually i feel kind of chill now but again 6.3 percent beers yay, yay. <laughs> danger juice as joe said absolute danger juice but very tasty and yeah if people can still find it please please do and try it. if it's still on anywhere please go and seek it out because it is amazing um is there anything obviously you've got your international women's collaboration brew day coming up how do people go if they want to get involved with that they want to that burlesque absolutely sounded amazing if people want to get involved in that dance class a bunch of other stuff that i'm also forgetting probably uh oh yeah we've got a rap a rap uh something or other with audio active we're gonna wrap the yeast when we pitch it i figure in i figure in norway they scream at the yeast i love that Last year we we sailed the yeast. We had like a shanty workshop and we shantied the work, shantied the yeast. That's and this amazing. year we're going to wrap the yeast, which feels like I feel like I'm my like 1992 drama school teacher going, let's do the ten past in like back to front baseball caps. And I'm really embarrassed. But I really feel like an old lady, but that's what we're doing. It's going to be great. I love it. And um and um because it's probably come around by now. And um. And uh, yeah, so it's gonna be great. You go to our probably go to our Instagram, and if you go to the link in the bio, there's a um, a link for registration. There, it's completely free all day. You don't have to come for the whole day. You can come for a bit. You can you know come for the morning and leave. Come for the evening and leave. Uh, it's all day from nine o'clock. Um, the brew will probably be from about ten till four four thirty, and then after that, we're gonna maybe get a ten. Hope and stay open late. But if not, it'll be open till eight at the very latest. Uh, eight at the earliest so there'll be a bit of disco my friend Jess is DJing she's amazing um and like just like a moment for people to kind of bring bottles talk about what they're brewing talk about what they're drinking have a share we're we're not really fully attached room anymore there'll be beer to buy of course but you know it's not going to be like don't bring your stuff and sell it and you share it on the premises bring your bottles share your bottles talk about your breweries talk about your projects talk about your passions that's what the whole objective is it's free come along we just need to know how many are coming so we can make enough pizza for everyone because lunch is free that's all there's so always more pizza there's always there's more pizza there's always more pizza as long as we know how many people are coming and then there's only one slice each and then that's you know your fault for not registering um <laughs> but um, <laughs> so yeah please register if the registrations get full I'll, I'll probably just pay some money to the company that sells the tickets it's fine um it's um yeah yeah we Come for as, as long as you can, as little as you can. And in the evening, we're really happy for people to bring down their partners and the, their friends or their family, whatever. I want the day to be very much a women's networking day. Uh, not saying people aren't invited, but just sort of saying, you know, give ourselves some space, you know, think about where you should Yeah. And uh, that's not just, that's not, that's, that's, that's all women and people that identify as women. It's, it's all women. 
Um, and so, yeah, it, it's going to be a great day. Go to our Instagram, go to the link in bio. There's a registration there, more detailed than even I, with my hour and a half of talking, have given you. Um, and you can find out everything there. And also, once you're registered, if there's any updates, I can send you another lengthy email about that too. So that would be nice. You'll enjoy it. Amazing. <laughs> we'll, li- we'll link it all anyways. We'll link, yeah. to, we'll link to the Instagram right. thank and all you. that anyways. <laughs> so that'll be really good. But no, thank you so, so much because obviously we've gone over what we normally do, but yes, this has been no. like so Sorry. much positivity and like, no, but this is more like we normally keep it down because we don't want to keep you, but I feel like there's been so much positivity and light yeah. from the conversation with you and Pip. And obviously we missed the fact that Pip's dropped off, but cannot oh, be helped. Cannot be helped. Um, but yeah, no, it's been amazing. And thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you come back to talk to us again. Thanks, we'd love to. Thank you for having me. Well, here we are again. You thought we'd gone quiet? We have not. We are still making a brave noise. And we hope to continue making a brave noise for many more years to come. (laughs) (laughs) My brave noise is all gone now because I made such a brave noise I drank it all. I've got a tiny bit left. But that was, what I will say is I feel like, uh, and I don't mean this in like, in in the way that it might sound but I feel like that conversation was maybe one of the most uh like uplifting conversations that yes. we had about it like not not that the other conversations weren't uplifting by any means that there wasn't any knowledge shared but I feel like a lot of times this topic can be really hard to get out of the weeds of like the darkness of that conversation and I think like in this conversation we managed to I mean dare I risk saying making these this difficult conversation a bit fun like am am I wrong to say that I don't mean it I don't mean to say it in a way that is um like taking away from any of the other conversations or even taken away from the importance of this one but it was certainly probably one of the most fun times I've had talking about something serious but I think it also shows about how this cause and how this movement has moved along since when we first started like we are at a point where we can talk about all the positivity that has come from these beers and from people taking part in this we've all got positive experiences and we have 100% found our pro- our, pro- our we have 100% found our tribe because of brave noise like we've made so many connections and friends and we've been able to you know get our voices heard get other people's voices heard because of this beer like and we're still able to do that and yeah i think we're at a point where this is still hard hitting there are still things to be done there's still things we need to talk about but we are at a point where we can celebrate the win celebrate the little wins i i absolutely agree i think you phrased it a lot better more eloquently than i did which is basically like yeah we are at we're we're not to say we're so far removed but we've hit a point in time where we can have a slightly less emotionally charged conversation about it. I mean, I can say that now as of the time that we're recording because nothing, you know, as I said in the episode, um, you know, these type of situations almost happened in like a volcanic type of way. And like, we haven't yeah. had an eruption. We've had no activity in a while. So we can kind of, we, we've become a bit, I don't want to say complacent because we've not been complacent by any means, absolutely but not. absolutely not. But in a way of like, we've settled in, in a way that we've kind of been like, okay, we can have these conversations in a less emotionally charged way in some elements because there hasn't been any outside factors at the moment within the last however long that's been in our faces to have kind of brought 
the sort of situation up um, again in a way that emotionally charges it. So I think we can still talk about it passionately and passionately and uh, with the same drive to want to make those, you know, the changes that we want to see. But yeah, it is about celebrating the little wins. And I think that we can talk about the community that has brought us um, and, you know, others in a way that can be a little bit more fun now at this moment in time. That's not to say it won't change again. <laughs> but I think it was it was nice and refreshing to be able to have one of these conversations that were slightly less emotionally charged, but still had that same importance and covered all the same really important ground as those other conversations. Equally, I don't know if you'd agree or disagree, I kind of feel like because we've talked so much about some of this topic as well, you know, it was nice to have a change to how we approach this topic. Um, So it didn't feel like we were kind of, we all know what these problems are. We all know, you know, our own, we don't have a right answer, but we all have various ways in which we feel like we could contribute and make these changes and everything. Like it was nice to have a different refreshing point of view that maybe it didn't feel like we were covering old ground again, Um, which I was worried about because obviously we haven't had one of these conversations for quite a while. So it's like we could fall into the territory of having someone on and covering that ground again where people are like, great, but what are you like? You've already said all this. So I'm sure we've said it, but we've said it in a slightly different way and yeah. potentially, hopefully, a way that makes you smile a little bit more. And sometimes you win more flies with honey and maybe some of the people that need to hear about it, maybe this is a more a more inviting way to talk about that conversation. And I was really pleased to hear about all like the community things at hand do. Um, and like I I can say I've seen the community that they've built in action. Like I went to Worthing for Pastry Palooza that was organised um, by Mirakai and the hand pub in Worthing, the Toad in the Hole, was part of uh, Pastry Palooza. And we went in to get a beer and there's like they had a uh, an imperial stout and a brownie that was made with the imperial Oof. stout that you could pair together uh, me and my friend popped in there getting our beers and our, and our uh brownie and a lady came up to the bar and she was like oh i don't think i've seen you in here before have you come for the event and we were like oh yeah yeah you know we're gonna get she's like oh you're gonna get you're gonna get some of the brownie because oh, the brownie's really good like the beers are always really good like you know make sure you get some of the beer and make sure you get some of the brownie and oh it's, it's so lovely to see everybody in here and just like that's obviously someone that frequents that pub quite often and like the fact that you know she was happy to promote the pub and the beers to other people and like happy to be friendly to someone who'd come in who hadn't been there obviously hadn't been there before like that's it's just a testament to hand, it's a testament right? to exactly the yeah. kind of conversation that you know Kate was talking about where it's yeah. like you know appealing to that sense of community not just in the sense yeah. of like gender identity or or even like necessarily even beer specific stuff but just cultivating a place that is approachable and isn't intimidating and serves the community and makes you you know feels inviting because you can have that sense of community in a in a community pub where if you're not from that community and you go in people just are like mouth agape just like it goes silent i picture like um one of those wild wests like where the saloon doors open (laughs) and you hear like the that like flute going off and just silence i don't know what what instrument is it that goes like flute 
do 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 do. You know, you know that sound, <laughs> that like Wild West song. Would you not call that a flute? What would you call I that? I don't know what that comes from, but I don't think it's a flute. I'm gonna go with flute. I'm doubling okay. down on some type of flute, whether it be pan flute. Uh, I don't know some type of flute. Whistle, um, whistle, flute. Yeah. Same, same, same. It's fine. Um, oh, okay. I'm not talking about like there's different types of flutes but it doesn't matter but i think it's like you you know that's kind of what you think of is somebody kind of walking and everyone like heads turn and it's just like this silence and that obviously is a testament to the fact that that is not the type of community that they built that they've built a welcoming community and i think it all starts at the foundation of your community like having a welcoming local community that can only help businesses, can't it? Because that's going to yeah. make you, if you're not from around that area, local, like natively, that will make you want to keep coming back and wanting to keep visiting and telling people, oh, you know where you should go visit? You should go visit that sort of like area. It's it's really great. Everyone's really friendly. So it's great that you got to experience it in yeah. action. And the brownie was super yum. So <laughs> win-win. Love a good stout brownie. <laughs> Joe, if people want to talk to you about your stout brownie recommendations or about that. a brave noise, like what your experience going to this place, like where, yeah. you know, where can people speak to you? <laughs> I have brave noise experiences I can share with you. I, I have a, bra- a beer brownie recipe on the blog as well. Um, so if you want to talk to me, you can come to my beer school, which is Love Beer Learning. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, X, TikTok and Pinterest. But I'm pretty much almost exclusively on Instagram nowadays. So just come find me there. Um, you can come to my website and come to my blog, which has got a beer brownie recipe on it, which I highly recommend. Uh, and that is lovebeerlearning.co.uk. Or email me lovebeerlearning at gmail.com. You can also get hold of both of us over on instagram uh, at a woman's brew we're on facebook and x as well like i'll, I'll respond to you we're on instagram on facebook um i'll probably respond i'll probably we'll, instagram, we'll, we'll respond to you on instagram but we won't we're not going to respond to you on, on twitter i'll probably respond to you on instagram yeah. joe will probably get back to you on facebook yeah. it's a it's a lucky lucky dice on the email at yeah. a woman's brew podcast at gmail.com but you will get a response on that to be yeah. fair so who you yeah, get you it from get a response to that. Um, let us know probably in a very timely manner actually comparatively yeah let us know <laughs> do you want to see do a brave noise still let us know what else you want to hear about um, tag them tag them in our reel yeah, tag them tag them um, in the reel um, make this like let this hold on make this be okay. even though this is our plugs this should be the video of like the we should have this as a separate little bonus one because i don't okay. want to take away from pip and yeah. kate but we should have a separate little thing that's like tag who you want to see make a brave noise let's we'll make a stupid tiktok video or something if we have to about it but tag who you want to see in a brave noise do it tag it who needs to make it who needs to make it let's know <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess to plug me, I'm less important than like, well, all of no, this conversation. No, but I feel like all this conversation is really, really important. That like, my plugs are like, whatever, I'm the least <laughs> likely to do anything. Oh. Follow my stories, adventures underscore in underscore optimism on Instagram, adventures and optimism at gmail.com. That's where you find me. Do what you like with that. But um, credit or credits do go to the people making brave noise and yes. vote for the people that you want to see making a brave noise. And everything I've got to say is far less important than that. So uh, on that note, Joe. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>